This is Bob Palmer, and you're listening to Zone Talk by Sporting Sound, where the magic of the zone is a game changer. In every episode, we dive into the lives of high performers and learn their amazing strategies so that you can take leadership of your game, your team, and your life. Dustin Heiss is the Chief Executive Officer of Canada Snowboard. He has exceptional depth and breadth of Olympic competitive sport experience and was team lead at the 2014 Paralympics in Sochi and is currently VP with the World Snowboard Federation and deeply involved in the Federation International de Ski. He has had significant hands-on experience across all facets of an organization financially and organizationally and has been engaged both nationally and internationally developing and promoting snowboarding. He has a combination of enthusiasm, work ethic and desire to continually grow professionally. Yes, wife and two children. Welcome, Dustin. Thanks, Bob. It's great to be here once again with you, my friend. Just as a background, uh, can you give me a bit of a summary of your organization? What What is Canada Snowboard staff, athletes? I mean, how, how would you give the uh, you know the the overview? Yeah, I guess the uh, ten second elevator pitch for for who Canada Snowboard is is we're the national body for for snowboarding here in Canada. And ultimately, we are the representative for Canada and snowboarding in particular at the Olympic and Paralympic Games. Our goal is to ensure that snowboarding across Canada has a great vision on ultimately becoming the world-leading snowboard nation. And how we do that is by ensuring that each of our provinces and territories have the support and the mechanisms to understand what it takes to develop an athlete ensure that the resources of each of those parts of the pathway have an opportunity to succeed. We do that in multiple disciplines. So from slope style, half pipe, snowboard cross, big air, para snowboard, alpine snowboard. So there's no shortage of, I guess, versatility and variety within our sport and how we try and connect with uh, a fan or a potential future athlete or participant in our sport uh, you know, comes through a variety of means, everything from how we work with our resort partners to making sure that we have a strong media presence and, and broadcast and, and other digital, you know, tools that can reach out to, to a number of different people and, uh, and potential participants across the country. Cool. I mean, you've got a wide variety of athletes. I mean, you've got developmental athletes right up to some pretty big X game superstars. Yeah, you know, we've uh, we've got a, a mandate certainly to ensure that each part of the pathway has the support. You know, we, we rely deeply on our member provinces and territories to, to drive the, the pathway. And then ultimately, we've got uh, two key programs that we're responsible for. So, you know, ultimately five teams and approximately 70 athletes within our, our national team and next-gen programs. So at our national team level, we've uh, we've certainly got the, the athletes that are uh, on the verge of of podiuming at uh, at any World Cup or major event, and and then our next gen and, and those teams, you know, those are our, our young up and coming, you know, young guns that'll that'll ultimately you know take over the the national team spots. Now we typically think of high performance as being their realm, you know, peaking for that huge event every four years. But is there a role in, for high performance in leadership? Yeah, it's. Uh, you know, one that, of course, we've had uh, a number of discussions on, Bob, and, and, you know, the role of high performance in, in leadership is just really having that understanding and, and that that essential 
vision of what it means to be high performance or, you know, what we are commonly using as our, our language is, you know, what is world leading? And then what does world leading mean? And then the ability for us to all consistently articulate that and see the same vision. And then what does it take to actually work and deliver on that on a day-to-day basis? And um, as we all started to wrap our heads around what's high performance, well, ultimately it's, it's winning at the, at the highest level. Then you need to understand, well, what is winning? It's not necessarily winning at all costs. It's ensuring that you're doing it the right way with the integrity, with the ethics in a, a manner that, uh, you know, you'd certainly hope that uh, your own kids would want to get into in whatever sport they choose. And that's the, you know, the, the way that we want to operate here in our organization. How does that play out on a day-to-day basis? How does that play out in terms of, of what you do to elicit that high performance? Yeah, I mean, for for me in particular, and then our, our team, I think, is is really seeing, you know, that in their own ways too. But we're seeing just a um, an extremely ambitious goal of what we need to achieve. And then the uh, results and the the milestones of what those goals look like and are we on that pathway and then ultimately ensuring that you're relentlessly uh, working towards achieving those and yeah of course we're, we're going to have a lot of fun in doing that because we're going to continue to progress we're going to continue to you know find that success and know that we're doing that as a team and sharing that um but we're going to see something special happen for the sport, um, certainly in Canada. But we're going to see it happen uh, globally, and the, the, you know, the footprint that we can have on that uh, in each of us. And I know that right now within the organization, uh, everyone's hungry to be part of this because they know it's bigger than than them. We know it's all bigger than us. We're doing it so that snowboarding ultimately can be that winter sport of choice globally. And then how Canada can play that role and um, have an example or, or a, a way forward for, for other nations to, to use as a model. You mentioned fun. I mean, how does that play out? What, what is, is that intensity? Is that the, the zone? What, what, what is that to you? How do you engage your staff to engage your athletes? Yeah, I think, I think for, for, for a lot of us, um, it's being able to consistently progress day in and day out and when you're learning new things and seeing new things and and understanding um that you're growing that you know what you're part of is growing that the results and success is there that's a lot of that there's fun in that for us you know of course it's it's much more than that too like it's it's the ability to during the challenges um as you work through those together and, you know, of course in our sport, we have lots of falls and lots of failures as, you, as you're progressing. And that's no difference than in a, you know, in a sport, you know, business environment too. And um, now you, you've been an athlete. Yep. And you played at, you know, sport at a pretty high level. Does that translate into leadership? Do you have a better idea of your athletes because of your past? I, I certainly I certainly knew what it takes to progress and gain a certain level of the skill set. So I can feel that and understand that and, and appreciate what it is that they're um, 
having gone through, of course, we have absolute phenoms within our sport in Canada that, um, you know, by no means could I have understood how that all came together other than I, of course, I have some form of sports science background to genuinely know that they're special. And of course, they also outworked the rest of the world to get there and be that good. But, um, you know, my sport background certainly allowed me to know what it takes to continue to overcome a challenge or certainly to overcome um, what it takes to land a new trick or something along those lines. And uh, I had a training you know, kind of mind frame, you know, from, you know, as a young skateboarder and, and snowboarder and, you know, wouldn't go in for dinner until I, you know, landed 10 kick flips and 10 heel flips and, you know, all those sorts of things. And it sounds ridiculous, but, you know, that's to me, you know, that was the mindset that I had as a, as a kid and uh, brought to it today. Yeah. Well, I guess what I'm getting at is that you're, you are just as your high performance athletes are setting an example, you're, you believe you're setting an example of, of what's possible not only maybe to your staff and but to the to the world i certainly think that they they know that there's a lot of passion in uh in myself and i i know that that's acknowledged i also know and have a lot of confidence that they believe in the fact that that i have a vision for how far we can take this together and if we're in this together and i'm talking about the entire nation and all the athletes and and certainly our 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 national team and next-gen athletes, um, we can do something pretty special. And we can and we can take this sport, and especially in these challenging times, because uh, we have a, a socially distancing niche within this sport, an ability to continue to deliver, you know, major international competition. And, um, you know, maybe it's an ability for us to, you know, put uh, snowboarding on the map better than ever before. So, cool. um I know that we'll get it there. We just need uh, we just need to work towards the goal. So you went from a, a director in your organization to yep. to the CEO. What was your workload like before and after? I uh, I've grown a lot since uh, being a director, and I had you know great mentorship and support along the way course you know my affinity towards well, you know how you've helped me and, and remain in the zone uh certainly resilience was a big part of uh what allowed me to continue on to, to progress into the role but even having a, a vision of what you believe the role to be uh prior to to getting it to then getting it to then where i know i am today two years later after being in the role um i'm certainly a different person and i've evolved considerably and have now been able to kind of set my sights on, you know, even new growth and new challenges and, and how we can all ultimately get there together. Have you applied any specific strategies to bring the complexity down to manageable? I mean, I'm sure the workload is, you know, ballooned in terms of your previous role. What, how do you manage that? Well, if, if you wanted, one could always keep working you can always ensure that there's there's never an end to it it's you know what we're what we're all really trying to focus on right now is and that's the right word is focusing on you know what really matters and what's ultimately going to lead to achieving the goals that um that the organization will will see 
that others can also recognize inside and outside the sport uh, that we are a world-leading snowboard nation. Okay. Now, it's said that leaders can't stop leading, as though it's innate. They lead in the community and recreational activities as well as in the workplace. What's your experience been around leadership and, and uh, how have you found yourself embracing it in general and, and accepting that role that you've been thrust into? I had a vision for myself to, you know, kind of always be in a leadership space. I never saw it otherwise. And I knew I had some skills to offer. And I think a, a way of delivering a message that was inclusive of every uh, everyone's perspective and, and, and then ultimately how we managed to achieve a shared perspective. And so I think that's why you know, those that, you know, we worked, that I worked together with, you know, I have a role as a leader and they have a role as a leader. And, you know, together as, uh, as we have, you know, different accountability or, or responsibilities, um, you know, I think we, we all have that, uh, that opportunity to, you know, make a massive difference in the, the world and the, you know, using snowboarding as that vehicle. You mentioned passion as a, one of your key traits. So what other tra of your traits have helped you in this role, do you think? Extremely aspirational vision and a work ethic that I think can go along with it. So I expect a lot of myself. I want to be part of only something that is going to make a difference and be a tool to make something really special for other people that share in similar likes or love and that happens to be snowboard and so I'm really looking forward to you know working with a board or an organization or especially with the, the team operationally that we have you know at Canada Snowboard you know that that's a shared vision and very aspirational people that that want to deliver on that did you have some role models along the way that, uh, you know, pushed your buttons in ways that you, uh, that you saw the possibilities of leadership? I saw some good best practices on how you carry yourself, how you do it uh, in a professional way, how you do it in a mature way, how you um, certainly learned from a number of, I think, folks on what that can look like. I think that, um, you know, it'd have to be, you know, some pretty significant visionaries that, that I would, you know, have to point to, to see kind of the, the vision that we're trying to achieve here, that, that I'm hoping that I can be a part of in leading Canada snowboard, you know, from a Steve Jobs and the vision that he had for Apple to, you know, what, uh, you know, any major sport franchise, be it the All Blacks or others, that have built a vision, instilled a culture, delivered on it, done it for a period of time that is consistent. And then now you have, you know, a legacy and a, uh, a history that, that allows to, to be special. And, and others point to that. My, my hope and expectation of the organization that we've got to work towards is that 
Canada Snowboard would be that sport organization that other sports and other organizations internationally or, or domestically would point out and be like, we want to be like them. You know, and, it, and that may be 30 years down the road, Bob, but, you know, we'll have built the right foundation now. And, you know, at that time, um, whether I'm blessed to still be on the planet, then, you know, we'll be able to look back and, uh, and know that this group built that and they're still succeeding because the culture is, is, was, was set right. Now, you, you're working with an Olympic organization. Do you, do you find it in, interesting managing your life around time zones? I mean, even in Canada, you got a four-hour divide between, between one coast and the, net, the other. Um, but you're working worldwide. You're VP. You're, you're working on different uh, FIS organizations. Um, how do you manage that? Oh, man. My DNA, I was blessed thanks to my parents or grandparents. I, I don't need a lot of sleep. So I'm good that way. <laughs> Not saying that's a good thing. I'm just saying that I'm okay that way so I can get up whenever I need to and and, uh, and show up to a meeting. Uh, of course, the international piece here, you are dealing on a lot of time zones. So either you're, you're staying up late or you're starting real early. And uh, that's all good. That's, that's again, that's part of the, the cause or, or getting us uh, to, to the end destination, our North Star. But... Um, you know, I really, I mean, I live on Vancouver Island, as you know, and, you know, right now during COVID, it's, it's certainly all home-based for the time being, but I really enjoyed those early morning ferry rides where I'd start my calls with our, you know, Atlantic provinces and work my way west and, uh, you know, just staying in, in touch that way. And, and uh, that was... Uh, that was a really that was a really fun part, especially in those early days, as I really was learning how to you know manage those types of those challenges or you know in, enjoyed those, had fun with that. Cool. Under your watch, you've uh, this, especially this past year, you put on several World Cups in Canada. What's the value of of having those kinds of competitions in your own country? Yeah, uh, threefold, and you, you know I I can ramble on, but. We got a high performance strategy around that. So we've got to make sure that our, our team has its own home barn. So for each of our disciplines, the vision was always, we got to have that home barn, that home field that, uh, that they can count on consistently. We wanted to make sure that we, we could do these on home, home ground as well so that that next generation of youngsters and, and our, uh, our future uh, can see what this is like and get the sense and be inspired by it, be able to train on the same venue after these have happened and, and uh, you know, run some camps and, and be able to meet and understand what it takes to get to the national team, that, that top level. And then, you know, if we're going to drive the business forward, we've got to make sure that we've got commercial assets that that get on broadcast and digital broadcast that uh you know that those that want their product or brands to be seen and be aligned with ours then uh that's the that's the purpose of making sure that you know we can get our our product in 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 front of people that want to be fans of the sport but unfortunately it's been a real challenge because it's really uh really been an every four-year thing that people get to see because of the Olympic or Paralympic games. And um, we've got to make sure that they can see that product really consistently here and, uh, and start to digest and, and understand the, the brilliance of the athletes in our programs and, and who they are as people, who they are as athletes. And then for us to, to tell the story of, of snowboarding. 
hopefully we 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 can draw some some more people in. Do you have a role? I mean, we we and I know you're in the background. You're organizing the whole thing as as, as CEO. But when you go to a competition, is there a, a role for you? Yeah. So you know, Bob, you've always taught me about making sure that I go into whatever I go into with an outcome. And I've got a number of outcomes that I go into each uh, each of these World Cups, and um, of course, it's a lot to to ensure that we are making those international connections and and have you know some some great opportunity to work with our our international federation colleagues on ensuring future uh, you know consistent events that can be held in Canada and just putting those in in lock. And uh, making sure that again, those you know same broadcast partners that we have internationally are are you know seeing the same vision that our product is at the quality that meets and exceeds uh, what it should. And I think uh, you know those are some of the you know the the early reasons for me to go. But then of course, uh, it's important to to make myself available and and to listen to our athletes and listen to the parents of our athletes and and be there to speak and meet with our provincial territorial partners because none of this happens without them. And just to, just to spend quality time and invest and, you know, there's, there's one thing to have a vision and drive the business. It's another thing to be able to remain authentic and sincere. And you can then get to know me and vice versa in those uh, in those one-on-one opportunities. It must be interesting st- staying sane when everyone wants a piece of you. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's not the, not the same. You just, um, you, you honestly really just need to make sure you're getting the, the, the rest in those evenings and, and, uh, finding the right way to, to get some shut eye and, and, and shut it down and, uh, get ready for the next day. But again, that comes back to, you know, having a plan and the outcome and, and all those pieces in mind. And when I, uh, when I get home and, and, uh, I've been on the road for, for a while, then of course, um, you certainly appreciate a little, little R and R after a bit. <laughs> okay. Getting into some specifics, um, some countries specifically a lot money for, for sports they know that can win. And I believe yours is one of them. Does that put extra pressure on CEOs? Sure. I, I want to say of, yes, but I don't feel it as pressure because um, we've grown with our performance partner so much over the last several years in that it's simply a partnership. So they're not trying to apply pressure. They're trying to help us out and be as successful as we want us to be. And so it's really, I, I, um, I want to prove them Right. I want to show that you, you know, your investment in us, you know, you, you were right to believe in us. And I, I, I really thrive off of that because, you know, they care a lot about how well we do and about our athletes. And so, you know, we, we want to demonstrate that we're a good partner too, because yes, the targeted excellence model is, you know, the, the appropriate one for right now in Canada because there is finite resources and that's the the way for us to to, to perform but um, we are hustling just as hard to get you know discretionary dollars you know through sponsorship or other you know revenue generating opportunities to 
to go and make up the difference for our non-targeted disciplines or, or to top up, you know, even more so, uh, you know, our foundational core targeted disciplines. So it's a real team effort, to be honest. And um, the greatest pressure is the, the one that we, we put on ourselves because uh, we have such high goals and I keep using the word aspiration, but we just strive to, to, to meet our own. And if we come close, we're going to be in good shape. <laughs> so, so a last question talking about aspiration, uh, what's one piece of, of advice you would give an aspiring ED or CEO um, who would love to have a leadership role in sport, the sport industry, just like you? Do it for the right reasons. I think that um, if you have a vision and you know what that will look like, um, I think that you will, you'll have that opportunity to achieve that. Be nimble on expectations and know that it's going to take some time to fully comprehend what you think is the role versus what the role really is. And you can be an outstanding operator and know every element of the business going in and understanding all the tools that you would go and apply. It's a completely different ball game than what you thought it was because those moments that you get to drive the business forward, those are luxuries. And, you know, oftentimes you're, uh, in, especially in your, your early years, because you're trying to prove so much that uh, they chose the right person for the role that um, you can quickly get bogged down by the demands and, and really wanting to meet and exceed those expectations of others. Meanwhile, after a little bit of time, you'll start to comprehend um, how you can really ultimately achieve the goals that you and the board are, are establishing. And then you and your team will build the strategies to, to achieving those goals. And you rely on your, your, your people. And if you have the right people on the bus alongside you, then you're going to have a lot of fun doing it because then you can trust your skills and knowledge and um, abilities to, to make good decisions. Um, it's, and it sounds like you, uh, that requires a bit of balance in terms of having your family behind you as well. Boy, that's, yeah. I guess I'd almost start the answer over again, to be honest with you on the, you know, rec recognize the real cost um, because there's a real cost. Is it worth it? Of course it's worth it. It's phenomenal. While you are underpinned completely by an amazing spouse or partner and an amazing family that's patient to share mom or dad with, uh, uh, with others because they're doing something that they believe is, is, is important or, or has a lot of value to give to others. And I think it's, um, it's certainly not lost on me that I am where I am today because of, of, of great support from so many, you know, from, obviously my parents and family that helped bring me up to, um, you know, my wife and, uh, and family around me. Perfect. Thank you, Dustin. It's been good. Yeah. Thank you, Bob. As always, um, we could go on forever. <laughs> <laughs> you take care. Be safe. Thanks so much. You as well. Talk thank to you, you soon. Bye. 
This episode of Zone Talk by Sport Excel has ended. But be sure to subscribe and be sure to rate and review us so that we can continue to bring you the best zone and high performance content. See you on the next episode.